welcome uh welcome to the base space stagnum yeah man thanks for having us what uh i'm just curious like what what account do you guys go live under uh for that um, like the project or is it one of your guys individual accounts it's it's usually just one of the hosts so it's uh lately it's been myself uh mr digital dive and bitcoin barry are the main uh, co-hosts of um outpost outpost hgtp is uh what it is right yeah now. but okay. we don't have we don't have like an outpost uh a twitter account but gotcha. we usually um will do it maybe like a week in advance like let people know who we're gonna have on as a as a guest speaker awesome i uh, i dropped you a follow that way i can get like a you know I, w I wish spaces were a little bit more easy to navigate and see that are live, like outside your own following. Yeah. Hopefully that's something that they'll, that they'll add in the future. It'd yeah. be really cool to see like a crypto space. Like if you could have like similar to like Twitch, mm -hmm. I can set like categories or games. Like you can just have your space like around a certain topic. That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a, a cool thing that could uh, for sure be, be tweaked, tweaked on. You know, like um, the recording of them, you know, that, that's one thing that a lot of people have requested from uh, the spaces when we do them is everybody wants to be able to listen in later. Um, so, yeah, I got I got like an OBS set up running right now in order to record. Uh, you basically just need to set up like another account that's on your desktop and then record mm -hmm. Twitter spaces from desktop with OBS. And then you can crop and, yeah. and upload it. Yeah. Dude, I, I love I love all the HTTP in the in the chat right now. Oh yeah, man. I, our our I, community I, I, like, <laughs> the strongest like community presence I feel like I've project we've had on. Do you guys have uh, knowledge around how that whole thing started? Did, was it just a community member that started it up or did you guys coordinate that? um man i don't even remember how it, it all it all started um i think we just came t together i think there was a couple of us who just all came to the you know consensus that it was uh just a better way for um us to reach out and uh for people to just learn more about wh what it, you know what is the hypergraph because yeah, uh, yeah cuz dag cuz dag is is uh, you know constellation is is so much bigger than 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 dag itself and uh yeah so it was just a way for uh, i think for us to uh you know get that into the public sphere you know the http the protocol because that that's really the nuts and bolts of this whole thing is is the protocol that these guys have made Yeah, what, is, what does it feel like to have like this level of community support around around your project? Like this is this is amazing. <clears throat> yeah, I mean the the community itself is uh, is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, and it, and it just invigorates me every single day. I mean, I wouldn't be out here 
as much as much as I am if it wasn't for the community support. Damn, that's that's wild, man. Congrats, dude. This is uh, this is impressive. Yeah. And thank you for the invitation to come and talk to y'all folks. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Chase, any word from Super, or should we just run it if he shows up? Um, yeah, we can go ahead and kick it off. Is there, is everyone here from your guys' then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. It's going to be mostly just me and a Dagnum here, kind of running point on stuff. But I know our community will probably uh, come in and out and whatnot, and see what's going on. And I'll see if I can get our official account to also join as well to kind of crack it open a little bit more. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Let's uh, go ahead and kick it off. Let's do it. Well, guys, really, really excited to have you on the Based Space. Uh, my name is Mewtwo. I'm the founder of the space, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chase. Say what's up, Chase. Hey, guys. Yeah, we're we're super pumped to have you guys on. How are you guys doing? Like, how's your day going? Uh, yeah, my day is uh, pretty awesome. I just spent the weekend holiday with some family, and I just actually got back into town maybe about an hour ago. So. Yeah, and while he was driving, I was blowing up his phone because it's been a manic day over here, so... <laughs> Hopefully, um, hopefully the good medic, not you know, any fires for you. Oh no, no, not any fires. It just is, there's just a lot of stuff coming out and releasing and roadmaps and just like trying to reorganize things and you know how it is three balance because um, you know it's not just like one company like Dagum said it is the main company of Constellation and then all of the companies that are building on top of us simultaneously and they have, you know, announcements and it's a two-sided economy of scale. So it just is like trying to make sure that everything is flowing together in a way that makes sense, but all good. That's awesome. Hey, rather yeah. be busy than, than not, you know? Yeah, I would be really bummed out <laughs> <laughs> if there was nothing going on. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, <laughs> I'm not even making this protocol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you guys are, are both super new to the space. Uh, you know, for those that might not be acquainted with you guys, maybe starting with um, Altif, if you guys can introduce yourselves one at a time and maybe just lay out your role at DAG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... So I'm Altif Brown, uh, one of the co-founders of Constellation, and um, I kind of am more so the global community architect. So I over like I am a part of our governance board along with Dagnum uh, over the Stardust Collective, which oversees the entire Hypergraph ecosystem. Um, so not just Dag, but Dag and all of the tokens launched on it. And um, so I just kind of manage just the overall global strategy around um, the community of the Dag token, as well as all the other tokens launching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I actually just uh, started out just as a rabid uh, fan, um, just tweeting out because I clearly saw an opportunity early on. And I recognize that almost nobody was in this space was, was talking about this groundbreaking protocol that's going to uh, basically transform the internet as we know it. And um, I got welcomed into the community i mean the, the community fully em, em, embraced me and like i was telling you guys earlier it's like it's like this uh 
feedback loop, right? I mean, I, I get super hyped by the community and, um, you know, I just see myself as, as a megaphone and I had the opportunity to come on uh, the Stardust Collective. And I, yeah, I am super pumped to be here. Yeah, and yeah, Dagnum is one of our um, one of our bigger influencers within the ecosystem, and so you know he linked it with Dag, of course, but also you know Alchemy Exchange, Greenheart, et cetera, et cetera, um, just to providing more visibility across the L zero tokens. Yeah, yeah, because that's awesome. Yeah, because like when I was just trying to tell you guys earlier, is like this whole thing is is so much bigger than Constellation Dag. You know, it's this gigantic ever-growing ecosystem. I love that, uh, your origin story, uh, origin story there. Cause it's like, I feel like it's like a recurring theme that we've heard as projects that came on to the show. So like, if you're listening right now, like, don't be scared, like reach out. I, it sounds like there's no shortage of help being needed in the industry. So like, I, I love that, that you're kind of like just native from the community and just kind of like worked your way into a role within a uh, constellation. So that's awesome. Yeah, and, and several of our other people that like are working on the Constellation Core company, like Constellation Network Inc., are also like kind of plucked from the community and whatnot as people that have been trying to contribute and they, you know, do little stuff and then you just kind of get closer and closer. And now, you know, Dagnum joins calls with the founders and stuff like that and just is like, there's plenty to do, you know, and like with Constellation, I mean, like the, the main or second iteration of our mainnet is not open to the public right now. But there's a there's a, a couple dozen companies that are kind of like being incubated and like building on us kind of in private, and then another like you know forty or so companies waiting for it to open up to build with us more like publicly, and like all of them will need community managers and tokenomics people and just et cetera et cetera. So it's like there was plenty of work to do across um, a two sided ecosystem. That's awesome. I'm sure there are probably some NDAs around, but are these like crypto native companies that you're referring to? Are these like public brand companies that, you know, are kind of like name brand recognition? They are all of the above. Um, some are brand new companies that are in the ideation phase that are just kind of like building the white paper and like launching kind of like, a, like a, maybe not like super soon, but like are just getting all their bearings together to launch. Other companies, one, for example, that we'll announce tomorrow around noonish, has an existing company with like celebrity partnerships and like is an existing thing with like, you know, apps and whatnot. There are, you know, obviously like government, government entities that we work with, of course, there's also, you know, schools, there's like a bunch of different uh, verticals that have either signed up to build on Constellation's uh, hypergraph or currently are doing so as we speak. That's incredible. And um, kind of taking it a little bit back to you guys, um, I was kind of curious, like, uh, how each of you got started in the crypto space. Um, there's this. Uh, Ego. You go yeah. Back uh, so um, I, I, at, at work, I was always the traditional uh, stock guy. And um, I've always been fascinated um, with uh, with technology and, and and computers, and that's the really my my thing is is seeing uh, the next up and coming things. So to give you sort of an insight, like I invested in um, 
Moderna b- before COVID and Pfizer b- before COVID um, and, and a bunch of EV stuff before the, the big uh, EV bubble that, that happened last year. Um, so anyway, there's this other guy at work that was always the, the crypto guy. <laughs> and um, I actually distinctly remember him talking about DAG in 2019. And I didn't really think anything much of it because he was talking about it in the context of uh, just cryptocurrency, which I'm 100% not interested in. And it wasn't until um, like November of 2020 when I was discussing internet security issues. And then that's when he dropped the fact that Constellation has a working protocol. And then it was like a record scratch. I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) what are they doing? And he's like, yeah. And then I spent the entire weekend. I read every paper, uh, the technical white paper, the tokenomics. I watched uh, like almost every single one of their old uh, YouTube videos because I was like, surely that this, like he has to be sort of, not sure about what he's talking about because you know i was like you're talking about replacing the hypertext and he said yeah absolutely and i said well if that's true (laughs) then uh this is going to be absolutely game changing and 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 that's what got me into it so constellation is the first crypto that that i invested That's um, um, that's that's awesome. I just want to say, like, you know, like a lot of people, even that are still in this space, obviously it doesn't really apply to everyone here that's listening because you you have made that jump over viewing crypto as like that currency aspect, and you view it as like a technological adoption and innovation. Um, but you know, I, I wish more people would realize that, and I think a lot of these like little arguments that we see around. Um, what what's going to be like the next currency like that doesn't really matter as much and, and there, there's a larger picture at play that's like unfolding yeah exactly it's the whole u- utility aspect of it you know and you know if you really fundamentally like read the tokenomics paper like the that there is no asset class that really defines what dag is it's this whole brand new uh thing right that's based around data and the utility of it is is almost un, un, unlimited right i mean it's uh it's just completely wild stuff um yeah and i knew i knew right away that that i needed to get in because it was just a matter of time before the the overall market not talking about retail investors because you know retail investors in my opinion don't move anything really but it was just a matter of time before the, the market re- realized what was beneath the surface, so to speak. Right. And um, I couldn't believe the price point that, that I got in at. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> I need to get in on this <laughs> like, right now. And it took me a while to like liquidate uh, stuff. You know, I was freaking out and watching the price the whole time because uh, I was like, man, at any moment, this thing could. Uh, could blow up and I could miss, uh, you know, huge return on investment. But uh, yeah, that's how I got in. Yeah, he got in a long, long, long time ago. 
Um, so, well, my story is very, very different, of course. Um, the question, oh, it was like how we got into crypto. So, well, I jumped, well, I jumped into crypto a bit way back in about 2014 when I was like a poor college kid. So, you know, it's only so much fiat you got at the time. Um, um, you know, kind of just messed around with it a little bit here or there, but didn't really take Take it super seriously until around 2016. Um, and then right before the 2017 kind of like run up to the first all time high of Bitcoin. Um, and at that time, it was centralization, not as so much are we uh is Altif cutting out on everyone? Yeah, else? he's cutting out like on bro. Yeah. I, I didn't say no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you never know a Twitter space. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, hold on. You're cutting out just a little bit, Alti. Try to do my Wi-Fi real quick. Um, what about now? You sound yes. good. Yeah, a lot, yeah, lot better. What about now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot better. Yeah, you're, you're rolling. So, okay. a, I, I think we got you. Uh, you were... A broke college kid. You kind of entered the space around that time, 2015. Um, and I think from there is kind of when I, it started really cutting out and it was hard to pick up from there. Uh -oh. Uh oh, uh, so no, no, hold on. This, so this is one thing that I've noticed before uh, doing our little outposts is um, so what may have been happening with him and he might be uh, reconnecting is if you're on Wi-Fi and for whatever reason, like where you're at, if it's at a point where it switches between Wi-Fi and cellular, um, it'll, it'll sort of drop out and like, nobody can hear you. That's the one thing that we we've noticed from uh, doing these spaces. So if, it, ah, I got you. yeah. So if you ever encounter that with anybody else where it's like, nobody can hear the other guy, right. Just tell him to, um, you know, get on uh, cellular and ditch the Wi-Fi or vice versa. But, you know, it's that for whatever reason about this um, Twitter spaces is if you're at a point where, yeah, like I said, if it's if it flips in between Wi-Fi or, or cellular, it'll it'll do some funky stuff. So. Uh, I thought they were just trying to block the alpha, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they could have been trying to uh, block block the alpha. Uh, <laughs> too much alpha in the origin story. Yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, can y'all hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was like had to go to my car, and I was like, I don't know the fuck's going in here. Um, so I'll just rapidly go through what I was saying about um, gotten crypto. Pretty early, didn't really care about it too much. Wyatt wanted uh, help with something. I started helping him out a little bit. And then 
I went down a big rabbit hole into crypto and decentralization. I was like, oh my God, the whole world is broken. And then you start to like look at like financial management in economics and all this stuff. And I'm like, none of this makes any sense. And then after about three or four nerve wracking months, then we launched the Constellation White Paper in January 2018. And then it's been a roller coaster since then, but that was kind of that. So my, my first big play into crypto was the founding of this company. Damn, no big deal. Wait, wait to hop in like head first. Like Dogecoin is their like toes in the water, but I, I love that. Yeah. So, <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, man, that that's a pretty wild story in terms of just jumping in and taking on this huge, huge project. I'm I'm curious, like what what sparked the idea? Like what sparked the momentum behind that? Um, for me in particular, or for Constellations Genesis? I guess just for you. Yeah, for you, for you in particular. Well, really, it was like I had been working in Silicon Valley because I'm from like up here, Silicon Valley and all this stuff and I'm working in tech and from like a tech family, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't like I'm used to all of that. But I was really like kind of over the tech scene. And so I literally was like, Wyatt, I don't want to get involved with what you're doing because I'm going to move to the East Coast and do something else. And he was like, man, just like come on for the summer. And I was like, all right. I was like, I'll help you out while I'm looking for places to move to New York. And then at that point, like when he, he was like, you know, you should be my co-founder of this thing. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I'm, I'm very kind of just keep swimming, does you know, like you know, balls to the wall, fucker walk, like whatever you want to call it. Like, like I'm up here. It's not like I, I can live in my parents' house, you know, do whatever I need to do. Might as well just go for broke. And then if it doesn't work, then move the hell on. But that's, uh, <laughs> that's really what went down. <laughs> and no, I know it's like a ridiculous story, but it's literally like, we're just sitting in a, in the garage and he was like, you should, I'm like, you know what? All right. <laughs> and that was bad. Dude, something must've been calling to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it all happened for a reason, man. Like energy is real, man. That's uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. I think, I think just your maybe your mindset of, fuck it, right? Just fuck it and do it. <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, like like Nike says, just do it. <laughs> you know, and I know it's super cliche, but people ask me like, why do, you, you know, how did you? I'm like, I know it's gonna sound stupid, but literally, I just did it. And I didn't look back and here we are. So I love that. It's actually like really on, on par with a, a conversation me and you two had last night, except on our end, it was about just investing in this space. Um, we were talking about how, like, you know, if you do the, do your research, right. And you like, clearly like, just do it, like, just go, you know, put your money where your mouth is and like, just do it. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll thank yourself down, down the line. Uh, but yeah. switching oh yeah oh, oh real quick uh, real quick uh, i know that we're like we have like a lot of questions to get through and, <laughs> and we've gone through like one of them but um i was gonna say is um yeah also like you know i have friends and whatnot that are always like oh well, you know when should i buy when should i not or you know just regular questions that they always have and i'm like yeah kind of gotta go you gotta probably you gotta do the work you know you gotta really like go to, down the rabbit hole, figure out how the world is broken in terms of centralized systems versus decentralization and how financial markets are set up and all the things. And then you'll come out being like, oh, yeah. And then you'll see that the whole, that all of it is bigger than Bitcoin. You know, I mean, I have laser eyes, like I believe in Bitcoin, of course, but like the, the whole 
solution and the whole narrative and story is way more broad than just BTC or what BTC can solve. You know what I mean? And so I think that's like an important part of the entire uh, blockchain narrative. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like Bitcoin uh, was like, it kicked off the new game. You know, there's a new game across the board on every single level, every single industry. Um, and it just kind of set like the rules of like how, how the world's going to operate. And so it did start with decentralizing money, but that that's the tip of the iceberg. Like it kicked off a whole revolution of decentralizing everything and creating these like holistic circular um, economies to where everyone within it as a stakeholder can benefit. And, and I love that. And I, I'm right there with you on that, but um, switching gears to kind of start, start off the conversation as I'm sure why everyone's here, just at like a high level, let's like start off, like what is Constellation um, from a like description of like, I have no previous knowledge of what uh, you guys are doing right now. You know, I would love to hear what Dagnum has to say about that. Um, yeah, so to, to me, um, Constellation is, is just, a medium for uh, d data exchange. Uh, you know, th th that's it, they took away for people to transact and monetize data, which, you know, really, I don't think has ever been done before. Um, and that's what really interested me because there is so much. Um, data produced every single day that we we just don't have the adequate infrastructure and a lot of companies and uh technologies are sort of limited on on what they can do because there's there's no way for them really to do anything with with all the available data that they have case in point um after i invested because i clearly saw where this thing was headed so I invested in uh, early January, and then I think it was March or April when when I heard about um, Alchemy and uh, what what they're doing. And you know, look look at what these guys are doing. You know, they're transforming the digital marketing, right? And you know, Dagnum, you know, and I always love to ask what like other people have to say, because over the course of the years, our like pitch has changed to, you know, a, a million different times. So I'm always like, I wonder which pitch really stuck with some people. Right. So um, like I would like probably just say that, you know, we're cybersecurity for big data um, and that we built a new rail to the Internet. And so instead of using HTTP, um, the hypertext transfer protocol, we invented a new rail which is HGTP, which is the hypergraph transfer protocol. And it, um, you can see it in a lot of our handles and whatnot, or which not, or in whatnot. And, you know, and when, so when entities like the United States military would like to have a very like encrypted way of transferring data around, they would tap into the HGTP uh, communication protocol instead of the current existing broken internet of things. So, um, and that's just like one way that we describe ourselves depending on who we're talking to. Um, but hopefully that, uh, you know, our two answers kind of give you a little stuff to work on or work with. No, yeah, absolutely. That makes, that makes complete sense to me. 
Um, so kind of like going from there, you had talked about the hypergraph network. The DAG token powers this network. Is that right? Yeah. Could you kind of like dive into that relationship and like what that looks like, how the token plays a part in the ecosystem? Well, to to access the ecosystem uh, re- requires DAG. And DAG is literally uh, bits per second. So at its heart, you know, the whole ecosystem is a, is a feeless network. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, and, and like, and I actually have <laughs> trouble because usually I, I get really technical on these, these type of questions. Um, but more like Eli five is that, uh, the more DAG you have, the more of the overall hypergraph network you can use and leverage. So as Dag saying, like that each DAG is kind of like relative to how much of the network you can tap into. Um, that is how the whole network is kind of powered um, is with the DAG token um, and its relation to the, the, you know, the state channels and the nodes and stuff, which is a whole other thing. But that's basically how it's uh, how uh, pans out. DAG equals bandwidth. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. I was like, so is it basically, it's kind of like a claim of ownership of bandwidth within the network based off like the approximate tokens you have. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And, and so, I'm, and I know that uh, you, y'all want to talk a little bit about like nodes and stuff um, or just, just more like general, like how the people are playing to things. So like uh, you have your node operators, right. Within the network, node operators being validators or miners or, you know, I mean like they're not miners per se, but like kind of the similar concept. Um, they're the people that are validating the network and the transactions and the data that moves across it. And so if you are a company and you want to use some of the network, you can A, um, buy a bunch of DAG, which could be costly. If you're a smaller company, you can basically bring on a person like me or Dagnum and other people that have like the HTTP logo here or um, name and their username that probably have nodes. And you can collectively use our bandwidth that our DAG has to then run the back end of your company. If that makes sense? And then just kind of reward us a little bit. So it's a little, it's a way of kind of bridging the gap to not force everyone to just buy a bunch at at market, but also allow the network to remain decentralized um, in a variety of ways. And so we have like a lot of updates coming to those things too. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. And when you say like reward, do you mean that you're paid out in, in DAG for those rewards? Well, each, each each state channel is its own reward pool. So each uh, state channel can determine what those re- rewards want to be. So some may reward you in DAG. Some may reward you in the native token, like Alchemy will probably reward users with uh, ads. Or uh, maybe another state channel will reward you in Ethereum. Uh, it, just, it just depends on the state channel and, and how they build it. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and and because one at the core of uh, the constellations hypergraph is the interoperability between um, many of these tokens, and so if you think, and this is like not the best analogy, but if you think of like the hypergraph as like a tree trunk, and if you think of all the branches of the tree trunk as different state channels, and each of them have different like tokens attached to them and so if you're like the node of a state channel you're basically like the leaves of that branch and so like it can be in the the main you can get paid out in like dag of course or like dagum said whatever the token whatever the reward pool that the company is deciding is and so the mechanics are 
kind of complicated. Well, not they're not that complicated, just as complicated to hear about. But we have a bunch of graphics and stuff that it makes it more, you know, streamlined. Yeah. So on staying on the topic of like state channels um, and these like branching out, are these state channels supporting uh, protocols? Are they supporting businesses? Like what can you guys kind of break down like what that relationship looks like a little bit more? Um, yeah, I, so, mean, I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Dagnum. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, each use case for a, a, a state channel is going to be completely different. I mean, the one that we publicly know of so far publicly is Alchemy, and they're going to run a digital advertising exchange on it. But, you know, the state channels can be whatever data type and data set that they want. I mean, you could theoretically have an insurance company um, incentivizing drivers, right? And the drivers could be rewarded in, uh, you know, DAG or, you know, Ethereum or whatever by uh, allowing the insurance company to track their data. I mean, it, the- and, Yeah, so like, it's definitely, so businesses are the, the primary use case as of right now for certain state channels. Um, and then we'll have a little bit more documentation around state channels that are tied directly to like other assets. And that's a little bit more like hybridized state channels that their focus is to help with the interoperability between our network and bridging between ETH or, you know, got Polkadot or whatever it is, you know. Um, I don't want to get too in the weeds on that just because you know, I don't want to, you know, put the developers into a bind. But like as of right now, the main focus of the state channels will be um, running uh, businesses and the enterprises that we currently have set up, as well as the state channels uh, that the federal government has. Yeah, uh, out of curiosity, this is like hypothetical idea, but if I tokenize like a piece of real estate, I could basically make a state channel that rewards folks with those tokens, right? So it could be literally any any token. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And what are the uh, the current um, like criteria to be a node operator? What, what does that process look like for people who are maybe listening and, and diving into that? Yeah, so um, the current node requirements, um, the, the, the big requirement is uh, staking 250,000 DAG, which is, I don't know, like 60 or 70,000 US dollar, like USD as of right now. Um, that's the main requirement. There's also some like um, so, uh, hardware requirements software hardware requirements we use a lot of virtual servers whether it's amazon google or like digital ocean or something but that's like you know 50 bucks a month or something um it's mainly the dag requirements but those are for full uh, those are for full nodes that we currently have 112 of those um and over the next couple months we're like rolling out a uh, newer type of nodes and like light nodes which can be run on like mobile phones and whatnot uh will have a far 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 lower uh dag like requirement um if, if a requirement at all is in place it'll be extremely low that's in that's incredible what is the what was the um vision with the the phone nodes uh for launching that was it for more community participation or well i think well a lot of it has to deal with the entire ethos behind like the hypergraph and like our pro the protocol itself, where we wanted to make sure that like the the whole 
genesis of consolation came out of the crypto kitties fiasco of eth back in 2017 and how we needed a protocol within the space that can scale horizontally and infinitely um, in a way that can process the world's data supply and so unlike it's some of our predecessors the more people that are using constellation the faster the network gets over time and so and the way you do that, I mean, there's a lot of ways you do that, but one of the main things is having a lot more nodes in the network, one for security reason, but also so we can have as much bandwidth contributing to the network as possible. And so the way to do that is not having the full chain run like everything, like you would have in like Ether BTC or something. So that's why they require all this computational power. It's being able to like kind of shard or not really shard per se, but like to make the chain a little bit smaller and a little bit more lightweight. Um, so that you have to don't you don't have to run the full chain at all times. Um, so full consensus is done at the more foundational node level, like two hundred fifty thousand DAG. But the lighter nodes aren't they don't require the full chain, but they can still contribute bandwidth um, and get some smaller amount of rewards. Um, that way, it can allow for micropayments, but also can crack open the Internet of Things. You know, you can run the nodes not just in your phones, but you know, certain route you know drones. You know, as we work with uh, other parts of not just federal government, but um, like other entities that are more like drone focused. I won't not drop any company names. Um, or actually like Greenheart, for example, Greenheart CBD, they're like one of the largest, if not the largest like CBD, like hemp providers in Northern Ireland. Um, you know, they have like automated drones and whatnot that they're planning to run, uh, run nodes on that can help like perform consensus do all this other stuff. So, um, but only, only way to do that on all these devices to make sure that the chain is lightweight. And so, um, and also, like, last thing is also being able to bring, like, this type of technology to more emerging worlds, um, like Sub-Saharan Africa and whatnot, where people don't have big computers, but everyone has a mobile phone. Um, that's been really important to my co-founders and I, of course, since the beginning, um, and has always been, like, a part of the roadmap. So that's something else. I hope all of that made sense. Yeah. And this may be like kind of a redundant question, um, but like from like a scalability perspective, can you kind of like touch on that? Because I know um, I tweeted this a while back. I think it came like a report from like the World Economic Forum or someone. But um, by 2025, they're expecting 460 exabytes of data will be created every single day, um, and, you know, as the rise of IoT and autonomous vehicles and just data in general growing and growing. Um, how, how is like DAG? uniquely positioned to support that. And for context, for everyone listening, um, all the words ever spoken by mankind is estimated to be five exabytes. So we're going to be putting out 460 a, a day in the future. Um, so I'd just be curious to hear your thoughts around that. Yeah, well, the, you know, the hypergraph itself can scale infinitely. So, um, you know, theoretically, you know, it could transact all of that data and the, the 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 key point i think here with with that is not only uh is it capable of transacting all of that data but it can do all of that in real time i don't know if any of you guys have seen that youtube video of them driving down the freeway um in real time uh displaying uh latin lawns of, of where they're at i mean that's that right there i mean yeah, and that was that was ages ago too. And the thing is, like, what's also to be just called out is we are not dealing with like the hosting of data, so we're not storing it. And I know you didn't like bring that up, but like sometimes people think that like, well, where are you going to put it? It's like we are just the piping that moves it. 
right? And so the more that moves, that's fine. The pipes will just get larger because um, every like, every device that is plugged in, almost like a potluck, right? The more people you invite, the more stuff you have. Similarly, like the more people you kind of bring into the hypergraph, the more resources that it like kind of spits out to like accommodate all the things. And of course, like, you know, we don't know the future, et cetera, et cetera, um, of things. And, you know, we, we always are undergoing stress testing and et cetera and all this other stuff. But um, when a lot of our entities have worked with like some of the other chains in the past, they reach a certain point where like it no longer works for them because they can't truly process big data when we were built from the very beginning with big data in mind. Um, so as long as, you know, if the military is running nodes on their planes or whatnot, then all those planes are contributing to the uh, overall growth of the hypergraph um, and are running like their, you know, all the stuff at the edge, um, which will help all the things scale. So um, I'm also not an engineer, so I, can only give you what I can, <laughs> what I can give you. No, that, that works for me because I'm not an engineer either. So I'm just like, okay, yeah. Makes sense. But, so uh, I'll do my best. It, it's just, it, it's fascinating because that's a uh, unfathomable amount of data. Um, and just having it like a, a toll booth that can handle that data to come through in an encrypted way. That's uh, just crazy. Um, and real quick, did, yeah. were you, um, did you follow our recent... Uh, news with U.S. Transcom. I have not. I know you. Okay. I did follow some news, and I know you guys had like a recent article that was put out around some partnerships within um, some federal agencies. But I don't. Yep. I don't know if that was the one that I read or not. But please, like, could you kind of dive into that for the audience? Oh yeah, yeah. It just um, yeah. So so U.S. and you know a lot of like news uh, places like covered and whatnot. But recently, uh, you know, we awarded another. A contract, a second phase, which is like just a, a larger, you know, it's just a larger contract, but um, of our first contract with the Air Force, but now we're working with the with U.S. Transcom. A U.S. Transcom oversees like mobility, command and control in like the world for the American military presence. It's in about it's in eighty percent of the world's countries, so like one hundred and seventy countries, and they're one of the largest data producers in the world. And so they just signed, you know, they signed on with Constellation. Um, and then had sign off from 12 different stakeholders within the DOD. And we have, you know, letters of recommendation from the Assistant Secretary of Defense's office, et cetera, about our solution. Um, you know, because they all truly believe that we can provide like that that amount of data computation or, you know, movement for them that the prior chains they've tried to work with have not been able to. So I think it's a good indicator that, you know, we're we're good for it. That's incredible. Um, kind of diving in a little bit deeper, could you touch on like what what the hypercube is and and what that is actually used for? The hypercube. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, the hypercube. Uh, can I let me? Can I tell you guys something like a secret? So, I personally think that we use the word hyper far too much. Um, but you know, I'm only one person. I'm like, Lord, let the the grip of this word hyper <laughs> like be gone. Um, but no, hypercube, um, it's basically like our, like a front end, um, more like a user-friendly way of like deploying blockchains that don't require like all of this like manpower, right? Where, I mean, the thing about the hypercube is it is not available right now to the public. And so there's not a lot of things I can answer with the hypercube just because again, there's shifting things about it. Um, but generally, 
if people want to spin up their own blockchains or like their own branches on this tree, um, their own state channels and launch their own currency, it should be able to be done from one interface um, where you can manage it, manage your nodes, manage the bandwidth. You can just plug and play. Um, it should be easy enough that like, you know, and your grandmother can do it. That's what I was just saying. Yeah. So easy your grandma can do it. Yeah. <laughs> and is, is this tool set eventually going to be publicly available or are you going to kind of keep it in house for select players to use? Um, that will likely put, depend on like some of the roadmaps. I, I, it'll get released definitely to like the enterprise players first. Cause they'll probably, you know, they need a little bit more to like manage bandwidth and whatnot. Um, like, I don't know what the public would really do with it unless you're trying to, like, launch a new company. But there's no reason why it wouldn't be. It just probably is going to have to undergo, like, licensing and, you know, a price wall and stuff like that. Um, I know that, like, with the Hypercube originally, you know, had a more, like, public-facing wallet. But I believe, I mean, well, I, I know that we're, um, you know, we're launching more of a mobile wallet that's kind of more similar to our web plugin, a Stargazer. Um, that is not necessarily part of the Hypercube. That can be more for retail investors to move coins and stuff about. And that, I don't know how public that is, but just don't don't tweet about it. Because <laughs> it might not be, actually. But, um, but the yeah, alpha. So, yeah. <laughs> the alpha. Anyway. No, that's, that's okay. Um, I think only, uh, let's see, only 130 people heard it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Times times uh, how how many followers each person? Has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be our no one no one leave this room until yeah, it'll be our little secret. <laughs> no, that that's awesome. So it sounds like your vision for the hypercube wallet has has shifted um, to a well, more mobile. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, you know, it's I. Um, like I said, I don't want to see too much because I don't want, yeah. I'm not sure exactly right. what like, the whole roadmap for the Hypercube will end up looking like with regards to the wallet itself because I haven't checked it in a while. But like the Hypercube wallet will just be very, will be different, right? So the Hypercube wallet will be very different than like a Stargazer wallet that will be a little bit more retail friendly. So the, anything in the Hypercube is currently right now geared towards like the enterprises. Do you know what I mean? And so that's just how that structure kind of works there like the entire like not the whole ethos per se but like when we came into this whole space we were like all of this is too ridiculous and none of it makes any sense and like you know we like to design things to look nice and we like to make things easy and like we're going to try to we're going to try to water it down be transparent and just kind of build a you know build a tech company like we always do you know what i mean like at least over here and so it's always everything trying to be user friendly is like at the core of things like i'll look i'm like this shit doesn't make any sense cancel it um and so with the wallet and the hypercube and stuff just know that like that's all of those things are in mind um it's just about user friendliness and so it may it may take a little bit longer for them to roll out if it's not user friendly enough yeah i'm actually curious like on the website you know it talks about how it's built to work directly with a uh, company stacks like and you can integrate into the existing data management tools um, and just internal workflows that may have. So is it like through like an API? Like what does that setup process look like for like a, a customer adopting this solution? You know, I I think it really will depend on what stack they're currently using, right? So like plugging the Hypercube into like AWS is a little bit more contingent on how we work with Amazon than with like Splunk or whatnot. Um, 
and to be transparent, I have actually, I'm not a part of the onboarding of the Hypercube clients. So I literally can't tell you. Um, but I do know that like the whole point of data interoperability and blending the current uh, stacks that already exist um, is like a, also poor, a, a core function of the hypergraph um, and being able to just kind of like ingest existing legacy systems. And so the, there's different ways that the hypercube is kind of branching into those ones, but in the exact way, I don't know if it's an API or what. Um, Amazon, it's not an API. Amazon's a little bit more complicated because our relationship with them is actually very deep. But other than that, I'm not sure. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, so moving ahead a little bit, I know we've already talked about some of these, um, but more specifically rolling out um, solutions or kind of like what the solution is that you guys offer for like enterprise. Mm-hmm. Could you guys kind of touch on the trade-off of like the cost of uh, bad data and like what the connected world looks like? Um, using oh well what the US economy loses three trillion dollars a year due to bad data yeah and alchemy alchemy built their whole exchange around uh, you know bad data and uh, fraud and building on the blockchain eliminates that so I mean yeah I mean and like it and like like Datum said like super early or super earlier about like the 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 use case or the the way that you kind of execute it is very limitless in certain ways is that you know some enterprise solutions like like an alchemy which is built around like protecting bad data like spoofing et cetera et cetera right um that's a, that's one way um if you think of gosh we were talking to some some company some train company a while like if you think of um like uh, like transportation agencies, let's say like a bus line, right? Um, like a bus line, let's say running nodes and whatnot, or, or you know, as a streaming location data in real time, like we showcased a couple years ago online, mm-hmm. um, then that data ends up being able to prove how often or not certain buses are like on time or not, and then can be used to like adjust things or times or, you know, discipline people, et cetera, et cetera, right? right? And so that's not even necessarily the enterprise, but it's just like, it's a really specific use case that like actually people are asking, that, that they asked for. Yeah, look, right? at, look at Walmart. I mean, they uh, revolutionized just-in-time economics, right? And their whole business model is, is based on um, delivering stuff when it was needed and not really warehousing and anything. And so having the ability to track all of that data in real time. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you could really put a, a monetary value yeah. on it. <laughs> and like, lastly, real quick about like enterprise stuff, but like, if you think about like uh, electronic vehicles and like the, the entire, I'm um, sorry, not electronic vehicles, uh, <laughs> the, the AV5 ecosystem of self-driving cars. Um, you know, like the whole reason that, you know, we were in Moby and like dealing with like, and when we, you know, we co-authored the standard, autonomous vehicles with gm and ford back in what was it january february it's actually a really good read if you want to google it and stuff but um the reason why we wanted the co-authors is because you know we can take all that lidar data that their sensors are picking up and then stamp it into the blockchain as it blockchain as it's collected um and then perform consensus across the different cars to make sure that all the data matches so that different automated vehicles are not you know, having different data streams because that is going to be, you know, catastrophic. And so that's kind of how we play with the interconnectedness of things. 
um, especially within the AV ecosystem. Right, or like uh, my little analogy, and maybe there is somebody uh, doing it, like an insurance company. I mean, you could literally have uh, a mobile mining rig in your car, right? You're allowing your uh, car to transmit data to the insurance company, and they could re reward you uh, for uh, you know transmitting all all the data on your driving habits. Um, I mean, yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of, un, it's sort of un, unlimited, right? On on what you can do with this stuff. Yeah, I, I honestly like, I can't help but laugh to like think about the sheer size and scope of like the future, um, of just, yeah, like the size and scope. That's crazy. And, um, yeah, and, and sorry, yeah. just real quick, and like, and if you, in the once kind of, it, you know, when you're in and when crypto's in like enough places and et cetera, et cetera, and like a little bit more legal tender and whatnot, right? Take Bagwell's analogy of, you know, the mo you don't even need like a mobile mining rig in your car. If your car's going to connect to the internet, it can be a node itself, right? And all and like be running a constellation node as a validator and like mine internally, right? And then like, if you pull up to a Starbucks and they, you know, accept some coin that we're interoperable with, then your car can directly pay for your whatever that you're, you know, Etc. Yeah. Etc. Right, and like this, and this is not like some wildly like abstract use case. It's like literally, I can like I I I get pulled into meetings about these things. Like it's not some off base thing. It's like on a lot of companies' roadmaps and shit. So mm -hmm. anyway, yeah. The so same, the, yeah, yeah. The same thing with, yeah. with with the phone. Right, there's like people that are literally looking at use cases for, for phones with, with their uh, mobile apps, you know, I mean, this is, this is the way things, things are going. I mean, whether you like it or not, and whether you know it or not. And, and that's why I wanted in on the ground level uh, because things are moving fast and just buckle up. So the, uh, the future that you guys envision um, occurring, you know, obviously the world of IOT is going to grow. You're gonna have like machine learning. You're gonna have like autonomous vehicles. Yeah, machine drones, to machine. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, everything's just gonna be autonomous and connected. Um, do you guys view that pipeline being through your solutions? Yeah, I mean, look at the, uh, the edge, you know, capabilities. I mean, uh, Constellation sort of solved the Oracle problem, right? Because it validates the data at, at the source. I mean, all, all these things are, are happening. Um, I just read in the news today about um, somebody investing in an, another smart smart city that they're building from the ground level. I mean, from like nothing, and they're in, investing billions of dollars into this uh, connected city, right? And so they're gonna need the infrastructure and Constellation is part of that infrastructure. Yeah. And, you know, and, and people can have the different ecosystems, et cetera, et cetera, you know, doing a bunch of stuff. You know, like I said, we're just the pipes that are moving everything across it, you know, uh, glue, if you're trying to hold a lot of the things together. And so I, I do envision that the future world absolutely, one, there, there's already a place for us, but um, just the different things that people will need um, based on like how the world is moving. I think we've had a decent like finger on our pulse of that, like me and my co-founders independently, but also especially as a collective, as, as, and also with our really 
active uh, community of people that are always, you know, bringing on new opportunities and stuff like that to us, that I, I think that the future absolutely requires something like what we are presenting to them. You know, it's just like, like, a, like, obviously, like, we work with the United States military, of course, but, you know, there are other, like, big players that we don't, that we talk to, that we're currently talking to, that we're building things for, like, in private, etc., um, that are also kind of worried about the future of the interconnectedness of things without the without data validation or proper provenance, um, because that is just too ripe for uh, malicious actors. And so ideally, by performing the task, you know, the hypergraph dealing with consensus and edge computing and AI and et cetera, et cetera, we can at least guarantee that the data is right because um, it's been collected at the source and then validated across a bunch of other nodes that have also cross-checked that node's data too. Because um, that's how our consensus works is that the, the machines and the nodes are kind of like watching each other and observing how each how each other work. And that's how consensus works is that kind of gets checked by everybody else around you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely am super. I mean, obviously, I'm hella biased. So, like, yeah, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but like, you know, when we, um, we, you know, we're part of Space Isaac. Um, it's a space information sharing um, and like threat analysis and um, we're basically we work alongside like Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Kratos, uh, Booz Allen Hamilton, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, um, dealing with threat vectors in space and let me tell you, those calls that I can put on are like hella crazy sometimes. I can't talk about what they're about but it's been talking about like war fighting in space and like what Constellation can do to, to help protect data streams across the satellites that are not, or, you know, are non-terrestrial assets is like mind blowing because it's like, okay, well, that's, that's a whole other type of use case that I wasn't, you know, we were talking about insurance yesterday. Now you want to talk about protecting <laughs> the moon? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at what, what, what was it like in uh, 2012 or whatever, when Iran hacked our super secret oh, yeah. fucking spy drone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It kind of reminds me of a, like, I think it was like Shia LaBeouf's movie, like Eagle Eye, where it's just kind of like, it's like this choke point of data where it, basically it will all flow through Constellation. Is that right? And so I think, so think of it this way. So saying like it all flows through Constellation feels almost like an iota coordinator kind of situation where it's like kind of pseudo centralized. I would more so say that like, because obviously we're very decentralized. I would like to view constellations more as like the centralized, like, like I just said this word centralized, but uh, like, like the nervous system, if you will, of like, like the country's data supply where it's not all, not it's all flowing through like a center point per se, but we are helping like purify it along the way at a, like, in, all, in all junctures, you know? Yeah, like you guys kind of provide the framework, um, yeah, the underlying common cha chassis, so everyone else can kind of play by the same rules, and all the node operators are supporting the yeah. decentralized network. It's similar to like Chainlink in a way, in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just, you know, we we want to we just want to play nice with everybody because we can help. And I always say this, Mike, to our community members because sometimes they get kind of feisty with uh you know other people in different groups and i'm like current i like you know we play nice and i'm like the 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 bat like the war and the battles right now are not between like dag and link or dag and quant or link and eth i'm like the issue is between those that want to see the world 
revolve around centralized and antiquated systems and those of us who don't. That's what this whole thing is about right now. And so, you know, we think that Constellation definitely can bridge the gap between ecosystems um, as well as help move the needle for the DLT space at large. Yeah, it's uh, the analogy that I gave the other day. DAG or Constellation doesn't make the technology that everybody uses every day, but it makes the technology you use every day better. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, I just want to bring up this since you had brought up the competition aspect and how, um, you know, I, even being like native on CT, like you see the, the warring factions, uh, but speaking of, you, you mentioned chain link, you mentioned quant, there are partners with you guys. Could you kind of like dive into what those partnerships uh, look like? I believe LCX as well is in, in that list. Yeah. I mean, our, I mean, our partner ecosystem is ginormous at this point um and so i know that like you know chain link it's you know we're more working on data localization um quant it's building out smart cities um lcx um they're an exchange so it's a little bit more about like providing that kind of level of like uh regulation and kyc kind of stuff to to our tokens that are launching um you know splunk we're a technology partner and you know splunk has like a like a huge market cap like it's a giant like partner um obviously the federal government well the federal government's not really a partner like they're a customer like they're a client um and, and there's like i don't know there's dozens of other partners that we have um I, I would i will say that right now um our main priority is of course getting out our next iteration of mainnet 2.0 um as well as like rearranging a lot of stuff around like our new military contract um and then also we, we acquired a, a a company recently that we haven't said the name of it yet, but we'll we'll drop it soon enough. So uh, that's kind of like our main focus is, but like, of course, our existing partnerships are still, uh, you know, we still care about them very much. That's awesome, man. Um, I think this is a good transition point to bring on some folks for the, from the audience to ask questions. Are you guys, are you guys cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yo, if anyone in the audience has questions for us, uh, hit the request button now. I'll let you guys on one at a time. And I will say, if it's, if it's overly technical, I'm absolutely not the right person. So please go to our Telegram and ask. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to say I don't know a bunch of times. It's going to make me feel bad. I'm actually uh, curious. Um, this may be too much alpha. I don't know if you can share. But with full self-driving hey. soon hitting the market with Tesla, any, any conversations? uh have been had in that in that realm uh, oh so it looks like we have a question now huh yeah. um uh, uh clayton <laughs> yeah is, is it is hey, it me clayton, i thought he was, talk, he was talking there so i didn't That's how clayton. <laughs> hey how's it going boys hey uh, good how are you good man good. Good. thanks show. for the thanks for putting this on in the chat i've been following dag for a little while here and uh Really stoked at everything you guys got going on. So my question was uh, about the Moby partnership. So I seen you guys made the connection, but then I heard talk that you guys were splitting off from mm -hmm. Moby or you're still, I was just wondering wh what is going on with the AV on that side of things? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I, I forget what Hypergraph it was, maybe 20 I think, uh, when we were talking about our new partners and stuff. So we, 
uh, stepped away from. We did not renew our membership in uh, the mobility in the Mobi Consortium, um, or in Hyperledger, um, for a, a slew of reasons. But with Mobi in particular, like we still vibe with their mission and we support like Mobi on their quest, um, to bring blockchain to the connectivity of, mo- of like mobile cars and whatnot. What yeah. happened just kind of is our company grew, uh, obviously a lot in our, the way we viewed mobility overall has changed. And okay. so, you know, Moby is more so focused on like just cars, right? Yeah. Um, well, we're focused on movement more broadly, as you can see with like our partnership with drones and planes and satellites and other things. So just we're, we're, we're like getting a new mobility consortium uh, underway right now, but Mo- Moby just didn't really work anymore. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Perfect. Well, thank you very much uh, for answering that. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming on, Clayton. Appreciate the question. No problem. I'll try and brainstorm some other things through my notes here, and I'll let you know if I come up with okay. anything else. But Thanks. but also, even though, like I said, like we we left Moby after we uh, co-authored that that thing with everybody, yeah. so definitely still read that because it was it was a very large piece of work that we underwent with that. So. That was with Diggles, with Benjamin Diggles as a co-author, right? Yeah, and alongside yeah. GM and Ford. Yeah, yeah, I read I read that. Perfect. Thank yeah. you very much. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers. And I'm sure most of our community won't ask any questions because they have heard my voice far too so far too many times these days. <laughs> <laughs> we got one trying to connect. Yeah. Come on, Twitter. Yo, guys, thank you for everything. I love you guys, man. Oh, now I got to. I love see. constellation. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you're my hero, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I'm just. Yo, a man. When the, when... <laughs> Go ahead, bro. No, no, no. I'm just saying, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a messenger. That's all I'm doing. I'm just trying to get out there and make sure everybody has the opportunity to, to hear about this project before it becomes mainstream. Word respect. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. Of course. When uh, Mainnet 2.0 comes out, does that basically mean the hypergraph is out to be built upon? Yeah. That's pretty much, I mean, like I was, uh, like I will always say, you know, we like to roll things out similarly to how we build just tech companies in general. So kind of in phases and kind of scaling it up to make sure that like things are stress tested properly. But like once it's out, out, like then it's just out. The documentation will be ready. It will just be out and then developers can just do what they want. So. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming on, Lolly. Appreciate you, brother. No problem. Love Corsair. Me too. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting me ask a question. Um, I uh, apologize, by the way, uh, for the uh, music in the background. I'm at a beer garden right now, but uh, I, I I always tune into the bass bass whenever I can. So you know, I had to I had to listen, and and it's dag. So I definitely definitely had to listen. <laughs> um, so um, I've obviously been uh, accumulating what I needed to to, to run my nodes. Um, I don't know if if you guys have you know finalized your you know information on what it's going to take to run a node or um, you know any of the, any of the information on that. Like I know you've talked about it in general, but I'm curious. Um, there's a lot of people out there that I know aren't technologically savvy, and I I'm just wondering what are your plans to make node running for people that um, 
I mean, while I myself might be capable of starting up my own node, there's a lot of people out there that want to do it, but don't know crap about computers or crap about running a node or crap about blockchain or anything. What are your plans for, for those people that want to do that? Uh, that so our plans for the people that want to uh, just run a node and may not know actually how to start it, how to handle it. Um, like I was saying, our the cornerstone of everything um, will always be like ease of use. And so me and Benjamin Diggles have, you know, been starting to work on a lot of documentation for that. Um, we got some good people making like user videos, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some of the people in like my like community team are over the age of 50 years old, you know, and are actual grandmothers. And so they're just like, we'll test it out. And like, if we can understand it, then a lot of people might be able to understand it, you know, but beyond that to like run a note, it will likely just end up being, um, you know, downloading a couple things here or there. Um, Cause it's not super hard as of right now. And I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm tech savvy-ish, but I'm like, I've helped other people that aren't get it together. Um, and so I am optimistic that we'll have all the things in place to make sure that, um, that, that, the, the, that everyone can be able to run a note if they want to be able to, or at least, you know, uh, theoretically with regards to their technological prowess. And, and as a, as a follow-up, if you, if you don't mind me too. Of course. Um, so, um, I, I've heard that like people being able to, to, you know, buy, uh, basically like server space through, through Amazon, being able to use that as like, as opposed to like running their own node on their own infrastructure on, on their own, like, you know, server that they have at their house. Is that going to be like, I don't want to call it like, you know, button click available, but like, is that going to be an option for people that they can, you know, basically purchase server space on Amazon or, or wherever and just do it third party, essentially? Yeah, that's one of the like preferred ways that we recommend people to do sometimes when they, when they don't want to like really download all the things and like, you know, download, you know, dependencies and blah, blah, blah. Like my node is in a virtual server right now. And most of the node, like a lot of people's nodes are in virtual servers, different ones. And that's why when, when I say that, like, it's probably going to be pretty simple to do it. In, there's a lot of different ways that we're kind of like discussing about how people run nodes, but having it in a virtual server is definitely one of the ways, if not the premier way that we would recommend, because we already kind of recommend it. And that's like a few button clicks away. That's not super hard. Yeah, no. It, yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I'm super excited. Uh, like, very, very excited for, for what's coming. So, cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for the question, Corsair. What up, Greasy? What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, and, and thanks for hosting. Shout out Dagnum. Hey. Best bot I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and, and everyone here in the community that I've built up to follow and, and uh, be on this journey with. I just wanted to ask you guys also about nodes, and not particularly when node, because patience is key, but... Um, I do understand that we would be leveraging the AWS. Um, I think it's a VPS, which PD Money educated me on. But I just wanted to ask sort of how the reward system works, if you could provide us any information. It's been a little vague. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but like, like I said earlier, the reward structure is really going to be dependent upon the state channel themselves. They're the ones that are... Because each state channel is going to have its own reward pool, so uh, you know th there's yeah. a th there's a, a little calculator flo float floating around the uh, ether somewhere, 
But that calculator is based off of the network validator nodes, but that's not really going to be applicable once uh, you know everything is, is online because the, the the bulk of the rewards is going to come from state channels, and like I said, each state channel is going to determine its own reward structure. So that makes a lot of sense. Sorry, Altif, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing that it's it's completely dependent on like what you're validating for so like the current nodes are like validating those the 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 base le layer of the network right it's like basically like the dag state channel if you will um is what's being validated currently but when you if you were to put your node or start uh giving some bandwidth to like alchemy or to Greenheart or to stargazer wallet or to whatever it is like then the that reward structure is going to change and aside from that the price of DAG itself will continue to change. So, like, people will always be like, well, how much are we going to make a month or a week? Or I'm like, I have no idea. So, <laughs> any number I give you is going hand. to be a lie. So, just, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the reward structure is dependent upon the parameters that are set by the state channel. Um, and ideally, those parameters will easily set in Hypercube that people can view. But um, that uh, is on the roadmap. With that being said, and bear with me, and thank you, Dagnum, for the education. Um, some of us are not as it's it's difficult to grasp like I've challenged to educate myself on technology as I came into crypto and DAG I could just tell was a level above um, what I wanted to ask so understanding I haven't looked at any of those reward structure payouts prediction things because it's just not going to be worth it until it's live in my opinion to understand what we're raking in but these each node, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of like a micro state channel in the large state channel infrastructure. And I read the white paper, the part about the tokenomics and, and node running. And I think there's a part that explains or mentions staking on someone's state channel. If one of my friends doesn't have enough DAG for a node, could he stake on my state channel to increase TPS and increase rewards for both of us? You know, um, I'm unsure of that in particular, um, but similar. But what I would probably like suggest that you would do, like, if that was like kind of the situation, then I would say that like you both can like kind of stake into an empty place and create a new node together, which is slightly different than just like increasing the amount of dag that you have staked to run a node because as, as it stands right now i do not believe that like put it like putting more dag into the node doesn't increase like rewards as of right now um that could technically change but i don't think that will um so but but again i don't want to speak for the engineers because i'm not here yeah and and i've said this uh many times in these spaces and uh i think on twitter and and whatnot uh me personally i think that when you're talking about rewards, uh, you know, people are just wanting like uh, some sort of return on investment. And I still think that the greatest return on investment isn't gonna be from, from nodes. It's going to be reinvesting in the ecosystem itself. So that's like getting ads tokens, right? And so that they start out, look at, look at ads when it was launched uh, publicly, it was eight cents. What is it right now? Like. Uh, 30 cents or something. And I think it went up as high as like two, two bucks. So think about doing that every single time one of these token launches, 
And you can be you can be assured that every token that launches on the network passed through. So there's going to be no scams. They're all going to be legit projects or not projects, but legit companies, right? So these are all going to be legit token launches. So when you reinvest in the ecosystem itself, I think the return on investment that you're going to get with that is going to far exceed uh, nodes. But and, that's just my personal opinion. And, and last thing, it's not necessarily about the node question. I hope that um, we kind of answer some of that. But I was going to also say with regards to the ecosystem uh, more broadly is, you know, you'll get, you know, some rewards and different tokens and et cetera, et cetera. But um, if you haven't like read the generative economics paper or the generative tokenomics paper, I would say to definitely thumb through it, at least the first, first few pages to kind of outline how DAG as a token is also more of like uh, more of like an index token, if you will, and represents the entire ecosystem. And so as the other tokens on the network kind of keep coming out and keep launching, it like raises the value of like all of the tokens, right? It's like unlike ERC-20 where like different tokens like don't impact each other. Um, with how the hypergraph is built, um, it's built to be a little bit different and more like index driven um, as a full ecosystem working together. So that's just an aside, but definitely something that I want to make sure to mention. Thank you. Thank you both. Um, thank you, gentlemen. I will definitely take a look at that. It is kind of, it's kind of like, uh, not threatening, but like, it's, it's, a big, it's a big paper. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. It's brain fart. It's late. Um, but no, thank you. I will definitely take a look more into that. I don't see why yeah, not. Well, actually, actually, I don't know who it is in here, but like, there's a, if you look at it, if you like search for it like on YouTube, like tokenomics of DAG or something like that, um, there are people that are like go that will go through it and like kind of break it down, and that, there's some good um, videos on it. Yeah, right? Brian uh, Brian O'Bearn or uh, Brennan, he has he has an excellent breakdown. He has probably one of the best technical breakdowns of the. Uh, technical white paper and tokenomics. He's got two videos. Um, I can hold on. Let me let me pull this up and, and I'll tweet it out uh, for everyone. So I'll tweet out the uh, the technical white paper. And then from that, obviously, you can see his channel. And uh, he has another one on, on just the, the tokenomics. And it's awesome. It's one of the best videos I, I've, I've seen uh, because it's technical enough to where it doesn't dumb it down. Uh, but he provides it in a way that is easily digestible to the super non-autistic uh, why it's out there. Um, Thank you. Okay. Um, I, I appreciate that. There, I, I just I just tweeted balls. that out. So that, awesome. that video. I'm happy to be balls deep. I'm I'll uh, I'll pin it at the top. Is uh, one of my favorite videos. Nice. nice. He, good he to know goes that. over the, the technical white paper. Awesome. Important to just keep learning about my investment because I've, I've been balls deep and just waiting for the passive income to reinvest because I see how large this project oh, is. So thanks for I can't continuing. Hear Cheers. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for coming, thanks for coming on. on How's it going, Ali? How's it going, man? I had a quick question. I know we beat up the topic about nodes a lot, but um, I was wondering if you guys had like a Docker image I can use to spool up a node in a Docker container, if that's even possible, just as a POC for myself. Is that is that out or is that or is that something in development or something? Yeah, uh, that's not available yet. 
Um, we we have a developer release that's coming out um, in the next few weeks, and then um, that should be available then. Oh, like a Docker image I can spool up on a container, and that that's going to be released in a. Well, we're releasing a bunch of developer like resources in a few weeks. Um, I don't know if the Docker image will be in there. Um, it's not available right now, though. Um, but I can put in a request to try to add something like that um, into the, the release that's coming out. But we don't have it yet for you. Sorry. Awesome. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the question, Ali. How's it going, Angel? Hey, hey guys, How, how's it going? Hello, good, good. Yeah, going well, thank you. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I had to come, and it's Dag. <laughs> you know, Dag was one of my biggest gainers this year. You know, um, so I had a question. I don't know if one one of the person, one of the guys here, was talking about light notes. So, how like realistic are we talking about light notes? Because I know most people, like me, for example, I made the dumbest mistake of not buying two hundred and fifty notes when they were under two thousand dollars. Um, I just bought like a you know a good you know good amount you know you know I didn't really, you know just to hold but I you know I didn't buy two fifty. So I know I heard somebody talk about light notes where um, the requirements wouldn't be like the two fifty well the two hundred fifty thousand that is now like. Mm -hmm. Is that like, like? Yeah, uh, Angel. I think you maybe something that's coming, or it's just. Yeah, Angel. Uh, I think yeah, uh, yeah. You're you're, you're breaking yeah, up. But, but your question was but, on on light nodes, and I don't think uh, about information like about the light nodes hasn't really been specified yet. Um, Yeah, I um, I I can add to that. Can you guys hear me fine? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So I know he's breaking up. So yeah, light nodes are absolutely in play. Um, and like, what what's the, how realistic is it that they will be less than two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars? Um, it is absolutely very realistic, or two hundred fifty thousand DAG. Um, I hey talked to can you hear CGO. me? Hello. Hello. Uh, Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, hold on one second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I um I was talking to the CTO or my you know, my friend Wyatt today about the requirements for light nodes. Um and he literally said that they wanted it to be the the lowest amount of staking required. Um because he wants to have a lot of light nodes in the network because it will provide an extra layer of security. So it is very much in play. Um and I got confirmation about that like three hours ago. Let's go. That's awesome. Yep. Um, but also don't tell anybody that either because we haven't released it. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> yo, there's a lot of faith in you guys listening. Don't let him down. <laughs> yeah. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> if you're hidden, hidden. Yeah, gym, and I'm like, they're gonna you kill add to your bag. What, and yeah. the team's gonna be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, we need to make. I'm like, uh, well, it's already out the bags now. So yeah. if they end up changing it at some point, don't be mad at me. But, uh, but why it does want it to be uh, way lo less than what we currently are dealing with. Because um, he wants as hell of, as many light nodes as possible in the network. Um, Anacon, thanks, LT. Firstly, um, thank you guys for hosting this. I know all of you are so busy. 
um, the community, I'm sure the community and especially myself, uh, really appreciate you guys taking the effort um, and uh, coaching us and mentoring us and giving us insight into this amazing project, which I genuinely believe is revolutionary. And uh, Dagnum, a big shout out to you, man. You're a legend in my in my eyes, and um, so are you, Altif. Um, my question is twofold. Um, I suppose the first one is there's a little bit of chatter, unfortunate chatter in the Telegram community, Telegram space today with regards to um, mainnet to developer release and the mainnet to, I imagine, normal release for retail uh, customers like myself. Uh, I was wondering, Altif or, or Dagnum, if you can sort of um, confirm or, or shed some light into, into those two releases um and what they mean um sure so i haven't uh unfortunately well, i haven't seen uh haven't been to the channels too much today a lot of stuff so I, I don't i don't really know all the chatter and whatnot but what i can say is that um you know developer release obviously you know kind of comes first in a lot of things just to kind of start scaling up the network but like i was saying things need to be kind of stress tested here or there um and then things just roll up. Um, and then when we hit a certain breaking point, then the whitelist all then comes down and then it's like completely public and open. Um, I don't really have much more information beyond that, but I will definitely make sure that uh, Ben Jorgensen uh, clarifies the timelines and all this stuff. Um, if there is a little chatter going around, but uh, thanks for bringing that up and I'll, um, I'll make sure to pass it along. Thank you so much. And my next uh, second question was to do with uh, my own understanding of um, tokenomics. I must uh, confess that I'm still working through that amazing paper that White put put through, and the tip that you guys gave with regards to um, uh, the the YouTube videos that um, uh, Dagnum had has tweeted out. I'll be sure to uh, to review that a few times over. But um, it's to do with um, I think a, a few uh, in the past I've heard something being mentioned about subscription and enterprises being able to subscribe to Constellation in order to be able to use the Constellation um, uh, functionalities or services. And my question is, is there a, a chance that enterprises could opt for going down the subscription route and thereby bypassing the utility that um, uh, the DAG token has been built to provide uh, in the Constellation network, because my understand my layperson's understanding is um, basically if anyone, um, especially enterprises, want to use the Constellation network and they want bandwidth, they need to get DAG. So, is there a possibility where certain enterprises, maybe big ones, uh, for whatever reason, security uh, like defense uh, for national security reasons or other enterprises where they can opt to say, look, we'll just go by the subscription route, pay you guys, um, pay Constellation a whole heap of subscription fees and not participate down the route of using DAG tokens as utility uh, for bandwidth? Uh, you know, I would kind of have to re uh, review that because I haven't actually heard the subscription thing in a while. Um, and, I, and I don't know if it's talking about like a literal, like just a licensing, like just a subscription of something, or if by subscription we mean not buying DAG up market, but like subscribing to like my node and Dagnum's node and like our nodes, you know what I mean? To 
to provide the bandwidth versus like just buying DAG to hold, right? So um, that question I would definitely have to kind of get back to you on because I, I don't want to give you the wrong answer on that. But um, I know that the utility of DAG overall is like the kind of the core crux of how we kind of are engaging with enterprise clients currently. Um, and so I could definitely say that, but I can't uh, speak about the subscription model right now because I don't have all the information on it. No problem. Thank you so much. Appreciate the, the candid answer, LT. Yep, all good. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Ancon. Um, wanted to do a chat time check with you guys. I have a still a bunch of people requesting, so want to oh, know do you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we, we yeah. have at least five. It keeps it keeps coming. Like, <laughs> so I'm I'm good. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, can we like maybe wrap in like thirty? I have like. 10% of my battery, so you're gonna kind of lose me anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. You guys just wave if you want to, if we want to cut it. Okay, thank you. Just want to be cognizant of your time. Well, bring them up. They're coming. Oh, hey, y'all, y'all connecting me. Yeah, what's up, brother? What's up? Um, so my question should be pretty easy. Oh, yeah, first, I'd like to say y'all are doing an amazing job with this project. Just wanted to get that out there. Um, but my question should be pretty easy. So uh, are there going to be any more Constellation uh, community events, you know, where just not just DAG chats come together, but, you know, just yep. in general, we can just meet up, talk, you know, vibe, stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next event will take place over October 15th, uh, that weekend in Miami. Me and Ben Jorgensen talked about it this morning. Um, we really pulled back from the events just because, of course, like COVID and all this stuff and being cognizant of that. Um, but as America continues to open up, uh, I have started planning an events calendar. So we've had two events in Charlottesville, um, one up here in uh, California, Northern California. The Netherlands has them every, I think, once a month on Wednesdays um, or like in Amsterdam, uh, but more like official big events. Uh, the next one will probably be in October. Um, and then as we begin to roll out the companies, the 30, 40 companies, whatever, that are doing, or I can't say a number, the, the, whatever, when we start rolling out companies that are launching tokens, um, <laughs> then uh, we'll start showcasing them and then having more of like a, you know, a, not a gra graduation, it's not the right thing to say, but like a showcase, you know what I mean, of those companies. Um, and then I think next year we'll be on target to have like a big, like our first big conference. Maybe not a big conference, but like more of a boutique like official conference for the DAG ecosystem. Appreciate that. Thank you for telling me. I'll try. Mm -hmm. Keep you up. What's going on there? All right. What's happening, guys? We got. What's up? Hey, uh, this one's this question's actually pretty simple. I'm actually going to direct this one straight to Dagnum, and I'll get straight to the point. I, uh, you know, I was listening in earlier, and you were talking about um, how the real value isn't necessarily. I mean, yes, the the nodes are actually going to be great, but the better value is actually reinvesting in the economy and the the Dag ecosystem itself. Um, and I and I think for a point of clarity that I wanted to get to was when you're saying that, are you saying in terms of, for example, through the Lattice Launchpad and people staking and then utilizing USDC to purchase, or are you talking about utilizing their nodes and then keeping those instead of, you know, some people I'm sure will sell off whatever they make from their nodes and other people will hang on to it um, and, and, 
utilize that as an investment or also just purchasing straight from other exchanges? Like, are you talking about going through all those avenues in terms of the, what's the best way to put it? Um, yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 on yeah. Your income, right? Yeah, I yeah, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, all all, all the above uh are are definitely uh I think overall better return on investment than just straight up j just a note. Um because look at uh for instance, look at look at just DAG itself, right? So in January it was uh 0.006, right? And, and now it's uh you know 30 cents or whatever right and so you're going to be able to do this multiple times over with every single token that launches and like altif was saying and this whole generative economics right so the, the sure. under the yeah so the under it requires dag to make a, a token right so any new token that gets created on the ecosystem all the other tokens are, are going to benefit from it so uh me me personally yeah you so you could do the lattice Launchpad thing, staking, that's one avenue. But just as a strict, just dummy, one and done, wham, bam, uh, <laughs> the greatest bang for your buck is going to be whenever one of these token launches, like the first one that just launched was ads. It was uh, eight, eight cents, I think was the initial public offering. It got as high as two, $2. Like, are you kidding me? Like I just 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 think about that for a second, you know. You it's kind you, of similar to the IPO craze of the '90s, right? Yeah. So I'm hearing you there. Yeah. So all right, thank you. No, I, I really appreciate your time. I, I'm a trader by heart. I actually started in DAG in 2018 myself, so that's why I was just curious about that because I'm always thinking of those avenues and thinking very far ahead. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. What's up, Lucky and Dag Noob? <laughs> oh, that's fun. Can you hear us, brother? Do I, you? I can hear you. I think he's still connecting right now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Give it another. Uh, we'll try. I just I just want to say for the record, this is uh, I think the most community questions we've had asked. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy. HTTP, can you hear me? We can all hear you. <laughs> Wait, can you guys hear the guests and I can't? Oh, no, I can't hear the guests. Oh, I was, just, I was yeah. just more memeing because you said HG. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, oh, oh this is super awkward. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah. even know, bro. It says, yeah. it says speaker on my screen, but none of them are connecting. No, it says, yeah, I see what you're saying. It says, but I can't hear. I can hear all, all of you guys, but I can't hear um, anybody else. Yeah. Any, anybody else. Maybe it's a sign. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, Dagnum, can you do me a favor? 
Yeah. Can you tweet out a link to the Telegram for the outpost? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and then I'll pin it to the top of this group. Um, just for anyone that's still here, because tomorrow after our tomorrow night-ish, around yeah. this time, a little bit earlier, uh, we'll be also having another Twitter Spaces um, where we'll talk about our big announcements that we're going to have during the day tomorrow. And also just to fucking hang out and chew the shit, of course. But um, just in case anyone has a question that we weren't able to get to, um, or because Twitter Spaces like isn't allowing you to speak to us, uh, you can ask us uh, tomorrow for sure. Um, and that'd be good. And then at some point you'll get sick of hearing my voice and Dagnum's voice and everybody else's voice because <laughs> all we do is talk all day long. Um, and I'll see if I can bring one of my other co-founders into the space tomorrow night because they'll be excited. But um, we're just waiting for Dagnum PI to tweet this link that... Yep. Uh, one second. It's okay. So there is the telegram. I just tweeted it out. That's our uh, telegram for the outpost. So people can post questions during uh, when, whenever we do the spaces. Uh, that That's where we get our, our questions from. Yeah. It's just an easy place to kind of hold them for like posterity and stuff. Um, yeah. That's how we collect them. And then we, I can answer any of your questions. So, uh, We'll, we'll we'll open up questioning for t uh, tomorrow around like four or something like that. But other than that, I guess we'll be finished here, gentlemen. Yeah, man, this is this has been hella based. I really appreciate just you guys coming on and talking. And honestly, the entire HGTP community has been awesome uh, since we launched the announcement. They've all just been hella engaged. Um, I think you guys have a really really cool thing in the works, and I I'm honestly super excited. You guys got me all pumped up. <laughs> yeah just uh add on to that plus one um i've really enjoyed our conversation tonight learning more about this ecosystem um it's it's honestly kind of eye-opening um to just think of this future in which we're we're heading and it's awesome that you guys are like how is it here cat oh oh oh, oh he's here <laughs> um but yeah, I, I look forward to uh, following you guys' journey from here. You're right. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And it's just the I beginning. Will, um, yeah. And I posted that Air Force tweet up there too as well, just so um, if y'all want to read the uh, press release and stuff about what we're doing with them, you can click on it and read more about what the what we're doing with the U.S. Transcom and one of the world's largest data producers and what they're bringing us on to do for them. They actually were like, what did they, what did they tweet? They's, oh, they said... uh. Constellation was awarded the contract to secure the world's data, which is, you know, still. yeah, probably nothing there, <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing to see there, <laughs> nothing at all to see. No, I, I, think, I think we could just start an episode with that and be like, that's all, folks, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, 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 that's like, guys, <laughs> but I'm, um, yeah. Uh, it was uh, nice talking to you, and uh, hopefully, you know, you'll have us back at some point, and uh, we'll update y'all again. Absolutely. I've uh, been hella back. based, y'all. <laughs> hella <laughs> based. I'll, I'll see if we, we do record these. Uh, I don't know how you would like to proceed with that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to get hella DMs to post it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you're, you're, you, uh, you record it, then we post it on YouTube, or where do you post it? Yeah, I post it on YouTube. All um, right. I could send you... I can send you the recording if, if you guys want to review it before I post. Um, 
I just, I just don't, I don't know what I said. Oh uh, yeah, send it to me, and then um, I'll just run. There's uh, not, I mean, there's some alpha in there, but like not, I don't think enough to like not want it to be posted. But yeah, well, um, I'll just run it by one of my co-founders real quick, just to make sure that like nothing is too ridiculous, or right. I didn't say anything that was fucking wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll edit it. I'll upload it to YouTube uh, as like an unlisted video, and I'll send you the link. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome, brother. All right, guys. All right. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Yep. Bye. All right. See ya. Thanks, everybody. All right. Stay base, guys.